special guest today. Uh, Brian's in his car. Looks like he's going someplace, but I want to uh, ask him a couple questions. Hey, Brian. Um, Hi, how are you? Good. I'm doing well today. Thank you for coming on. Uh, I want to share your story a little bit with, with other inventors. Okay. And because as you okay. know, um, bringing your idea to market's not easy, is it? Uh, no, it's a, uh, especially if you don't have the kind of guidance that you would get from InventRight, you know, if you're by yourself, it's uh, pretty difficult. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit because you, you licensed an idea recently, but, um, congratulations by the way. Um, but I, Thank you. yeah, I want to talk a little bit about some of the problems because it seems to me if we can provide, explain what some of the problems you've overcome, then that kind of helps our other people understand the process. So is there one thing that you think about that you had to overcome in order to, to license your first idea? Oh, some of the things that I've gone through and licensed my first idea? Yeah, some of the problems you had to overcome. Oh, yeah, my first idea. Um, uh, I'm just trying to understand the uh, the uh, uh, PPA process, uh, the uh, the uh, patent application process. You know, if you're trying to do that on your own, then there's a lot of uh, um, legal uh, jargon and, and certain language that an average person would not know. Okay. And, you know, filling out a kind con- of, you know, creating a contract to, one comma or one semicolon in the wrong place would change the entire clause. And, you know, trying to figure that out on your own could be uh, a bag of noodles. Yeah, the provisional patent application sounds really easy, and I think it can be if you've done it a couple times. But the first time's not easy, is it? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> uh, is it easier now that you've done it? to write the second one or the third one? Is it going to be easier for you? Uh, yeah, I believe so, because once the first one, and once you uh, kind of like struggle through the first one and you get a basically a handle on uh, what kind of, uh, what's ex- what's expected or what could be left in, what could be included, what could be left out, okay. then the first one can seem, you know, seems to be like a template. You can go from there. Got it. Yeah, you know, I've written quite a few myself over the years. It's still, um, it, it still takes a little bit of time and thought. Uh, Brian, what about when you were reaching out to companies? How did they treat you? Were they fair oh, to yeah. you? Oh uh, yeah, well actually, yeah, it was. Uh, it was pretty interesting. Um, this particular company uh, wanted to see the product, okay. and so I sent them. You know, I sent them my sell sheet. And they wanted to see more, and so I sent them uh, a uh, the virtual prototype. And then they had a list of different, uh, I guess, a, a particular license agreement that they wanted to sign. And they asked me what I had in mind. Okay. And um, they listened to what I had to say. They asked questions. You know, they, uh, you know, some companies will. Uh, just say, okay, well, just give me the information. We'll get back to you two weeks after never, you know, or <laughs> something like this. But this particular person called me, sent me an email right back and give me, gave me a call right back. And we, um, 
we uh, had a nice conversation. So they were pretty courteous, and they asked me some of the same questions over and over. Okay. But, you know, so I had to explain to them some of the process about licensing agreements. And so we got, kind of made a match. Yeah, sometimes you have to educate them a little bit, too, don't you? Yeah, well, definitely, yeah. So tell yeah. me, um, how important was your sell sheet or your marketing material? How important was that to get that done right? Oh, it was pretty much crucial to have that correct. So, you know, if you try to do anything like, like of course, if you try to do anything without invent right, or if you try to do anything on your own, you might uh, give them too much information, you know, and it might scare them away because it's too much to look at or too much to observe at one time. Or, you know, it's um, the kind of wording, if you want to explain it. You know, it's one of those things where it's our, our product is our baby or our, our child. And so we want to, we understand what the product is. We understand what it does because it came from us. But trying to explain that to somebody who is new or cold to the product or doesn't know, it's, it's pretty difficult. And so, that, you know, we end up getting frustrated because like, oh, it's right there. We understand it. <laughs> so with the sell sheet and with the virtual prototype, you know, it's, it puts our product into a, a, a particular context okay. that is easy to understand and easy to easy to grasp. So it's good. Yeah, it's very, very important. Did they ever ask for a physical prototype from you? Um, I've had companies ask me for a physical prototype from me. So I would scramble to the hardware store. It was like, I didn't know they were going to ask for that that soon, that quickly. I thought we were going to just talk about it and then work together and have a time cushion. But, you know, you know so now it gets it done. So sometimes, yeah. But now I know that a, a, a virtual prototype is much better because it's an actual picture with an explanation that you can come back. And, you know, same thing with the sell sheet. You can come back and explain more. You know, without having to send them a big shoe in the mail. Yeah, you know what's that's funny you said that. What's kind of interesting, everybody believes you need a prototype, but you, you really want to sell the benefit of your idea first. And then once you do that, um, some of the other things they ask for, maybe you supply them. But people seem to get bogged down thinking they have to do everything perfectly. They have to have a perfect working prototype. And that's when it gets very expensive and really slows it down and... Prototypes don't sell, actually, either. They just sit there. Um, that's why good marketing material. So if you were going to give anybody that was starting out any advice, what would you give them, Brian? Um, basically, if they're in the InventRight class, take lots of notes, ask a lot of questions, okay. and then just, you know, really relax through the process. You know, a lot of us want to hurry up because we see the end result in mind. You know, we have some of us lie in bed and say, oh, once I get my licensing agreement and I can get my uh, uh, royalty check, I can go grocery shopping and I can buy hair and I can get a boat. No, no, no. First things first, you know, know where you're going, sure, and have a destination. But first thing is first. Ask a lot of questions. Find out about the sell sheet. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with life. Not everybody's going to, you know, um, not every person, manufacturer, distributor will call you back when you think they should, you know, be persistent, be patient, you know, don't skip any steps. All right. Well, Brian, thank you very much to take 
some time out of your day. It looks like you're you're going someplace. So thank you very much for coming on. And once again, congratulations. Oh, thank you, and thank InventRight. I mean, you know, we really couldn't. I really couldn't have done anything without InventRight. You know, I like the community and the and the camaraderie and the conversation. And you know, I, I deeply appreciate that. So, so thank you. Oh, thank you, Brian. Have a safe day. Oh,